How is the name Victoria Beckham connected to Nike? What does Burberry have in common with the town of Middlesbrough? And where does the boss in Hugo Boss come from? Join me as I look up the etymologies of luxury brands. Etymology is the study of the origins of words. I'm Leon, and this is Etymolion. Let's start with Gucci, a luxury brand founded in 1921 by Guccio Gucci. It's difficult to trace the name origin of Gucci, but let's take a look at one theory which sees the name Gucci being of patronymic origin. That is a name that is derived from a male ancestor. Think about the John in Johnson or the Donald in McDonald. In this case, there are three male given names that could have formed the surname Gucci. Guido, Arrigo and Hugo. All names of Germanic origin that came to have Italianized forms. Guido comes from the Germanic name Guido, which means wood. Arrigo comes from Heimerich, which means home ruler. The English forms of Heimerich are Harry and Henry. And the other name is Hugo, U-G-O, which means mindful and comes from the Germanic variant, which has a H. Much like we might add JR or Junior to denote that someone is the son of or daughter of in English, the sons of Guido, Arrigo and Hugo could have had the Uchi suffix added to create Guiducci, Ariguchi and Yuguccio. As surnames were adopted, those given names, Guiducci, Ariguchi and Yuguccio, could have morphed into surnames. All of them, Guiducci, Ariguchi and Yuguccio, over time could have been shortened to form the surname Gucci. Prada is named after its founder, Mario Prada, who created the brand in 1913. The commonly accepted root for the surname Prada is the Latin word pratum, which means meadow or grassland, making Prada a locational surname, first given to someone who lived by a meadow, grassland or pasture. In English, we get the word prairie from that Latin root pratum, and the Spanish pradera and the Portuguese praderia also share their roots with the Latin word for meadow, pratum. Chanel is another luxury brand named after its founder, in this case, Gabrielle Coco Chanel. Chanel could be an occupational surname, first given to someone who worked with water pipes, or it could be a locational surname for someone who lived near a channel of water. 
The Latin root of the old French word Chanel is canalis, which roughly translates to pipe. That Latin canalis is also the root of the English waterway words channel and canal. Netaporter or netaporte as some would pronounce it. Netaporter is a play on the French term pret-a-porter which means ready to wear. Porter means to carry and comes from the Latin word portari. We would use the word porter to describe someone who assists with carrying something, usually through a hotel or hospital. There's another Latin word, porta, with an A, and that means gate or door. It's where we get the word portal and port as in a harbour from. That porta meaning gate and portare meaning carry are connected through the idea of gates and doors being passageways through which you may carry something. Ultimately, the porta in netaporta means to carry. The net, of course, references the selling channel, the internet. Net comes from an old English word, net, with two T's, which means woven fabric or mesh. With that mesh meaning, you can see how the word net came to form the word network, which then gave rise to the word internet, from which the net in netaporta derives. Given the woven fabric meaning of that old English word net, it's interesting that the net in netaporta has double relevancy, given that netaporta is a fashion retailer. Now for another multi-brand retailer, this time flannels, presumably named after the fabric. There are two etymologies associated with the word flannel. The first, and the most likely, is the Welsh word gwalnen, meaning woolen cloth. The other is that we get flannel from an old French word flain, meaning coarse wool. That flain does sound closer to the word flannel than the Welsh gwalnen, however, Language shifts are complex and the most obvious route as to how a word came to being is not always the correct one. Whether you go with the French or the Welsh etymologies behind the word flannel, it generally means wool. Luxury brands do tend to be named after their founders, and Hugo Boss is no exception. There are two theories associated with the surname Boss. The first is that Boss derived from a shortened version of the male given name Borkhart. The Bork in the name Borkhart means fortress or castle, and the Hart means hard or strong. The second theory for the surname Boss is that it developed from an old word for forest or woods, Bosch, 
and that would have been used in an area covered today by Germany and the Netherlands. Of course, Bosch is a word we associate with another German brand. So the surname Boss either derived from a shortened version of the given name Borkhart, or it comes from an old Germanic Dutch word for forest or woods. I mentioned the given name Hugo earlier, which means mindful protector. It's believed that the name Hugo shares its root with the word hug. Burberry, a luxury brand founded by Thomas Burberry in 1856. I do wonder whether the surname Burberry is tautological, with the burr and the berry elements having the same root. Tautological names are names that contain repetitive elements like River Avon, with Avon coming from the Welsh word for a river, Afon. It's the same with the Sahara Desert, with Sahara meaning desert. Burr, berry and borough were Old English words that generally referred to a town or a settlement or a protected area. You'll recognise it in suffixes like Middlesbrough, Scarborough, Glastonbury and Canterbury. So in that case, Burberry would be a repetition of that berry, with burr and berry having that same root meaning of a protected area. Another theory sees the second element of Burberry, the berry, coming from the Old English word berrya, which was a precursor to the word berry, as in the fruit. And in that case, Burberry was perhaps a surname first given to someone that lived near a settlement that was abundant with berry trees. Another luxury label named after its founder, Victoria Beckham. Victoria is the Latin word for victory. It first entered Old French as victory with an IE, before becoming victory with a Y in Middle English around the 14th century. The ancient Romans worshipped a goddess named Victoria, and she represented triumph, success and of course victory. The ancient Greek, too, had a goddess with those qualities. Her name was Nike, a name that's been given to one of the most recognisable sportswear brands in the world. Beckham is a toponymic surname that is a name derived from the name of a place. In this case, likely to be the villages of East and West Beckham in Norfolk. Beckham itself would have been derived from a personal name such as Biocca or Becker, with the ham element representing that it is their homestead. It would first have been used as a surname for someone that came from the area, before being passed down through the generations, and in this case passed on through marriage. Before she became a Beckham, Victoria was an Adams. Adams is a patronymic surname as it derives from the name of a male ancestor. 
It's of Hebrew origin and can be taken to mean either red earth or man. And to finish, represent a luxury streetwear brand founded by brothers Mike and George Heaton. Represent as a brand may be rooted in Manchester, England, but the name represent comes from the Latin represento. It first appeared in Middle English in the 14th century as representen. Its meaning to make known, portray or display has been largely untouched. Before the 14th century, there was another word in Old English that would have been used to convey showing or making something known. And that word is yetatnion. It didn't survive, but the root of yetatnion, tarchen, lives on as it's where we get the word token from. And of course, token as a word can be used in the context of representing something. So perhaps an item may symbolise or represent a token of one's love. Or an action might be called a token gesture. Either way, represent rolls off the tongue much easier than its Old English variant, yetatnion. Thanks for joining me on this episode of the podcast. I hope it's inspired you to look up the history behind words that are part of your daily vocabulary. Remember, language, history, etymologies and pronunciations can be complex and elusive. Keep in mind that there may be conflicting explanations and ideas behind the origins of words. Follow the podcast for more episodes.